Well, greetings, friends, and welcome to the Gospel Underground Podcast. This is episode 63, Christianity as Rebellion. We are broadcasting live, well, live for us from the Power of Change Worldwide Shedquarters here in Blacksburg, Virginia. I'm here with my main man, Jesse Fury, rocking the Bonhoeffer house, trucker hat, man, looking good. This is one of a kind. One of one of a kind that particular this model, particular hat, yeah, those colors. One that's the, right, the gray and golden rod with it's the white one, patch. That's exactly right. It's so nice, man. It's good to be here. It's good to see you, brother. It's been uh, a crazy fall for Casey and I. We're uh, looking at each other with weary eyes most days now, and and saying, "Man, this is a season, right? This is a season." <laughs> we feel like we're at peak parenting. We have four soccer teams in play. Three of our kids and my wife. We have one kid going to soccer ID camps for colleges and another kid doing applications and college visits. And I travel for, kind of for work and we're just like, we're so tired, man. Yeah, I like how you said that. I travel kind of. Kind of. Yeah, kind of a lot. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a lot. Yeah. I just kinda, got back from. Kind of travel. Hanging with my good friends in Oklahoma City, looking at a couple churches out there for membership with Acts 29. It was really good to um, be out there with those guys, but uh my my friendly United Airlines flight got me home. I got upgraded to first class, man, yesterday from uh, Oklahoma City to Chicago. It was pretty pretty sweet. This Ooh. this new plane United has, where you can put your rollaways in like these closets on the plane. It, but for and they put me in first class. I was like, wow, this is a nice regional jet. Very sweet, very comfortable. But then I went to the bathroom in the back. I, I think the aisle was like thirteen inches wide, and these people <laughs> were jammed. That's where I usually sit. I don't yeah, usually sit. with the peasants. I don't ever, Yeah, that's where I fly. Um, but I was like, wow, this this plane is awesome or maybe it's not awesome. Is United who you usually fly with? Yeah, I'm I'm in this dilemma, United and American. Didn't they damage your stuff or something? Yeah, I'm, if they don't pay for this thing they damaged, I'll probably drop them. But I don't mm. know, man. I'm in this Are you listening dilemma. United? You're going to lose Reed Mine. Yeah, man. yeah. I fly to I fly to Texas a lot, so I'm looking at American Airlines and maybe shifting my freaking flyer miles over there in the first part of the year. So we'll see, but American has terrible reviews. Everybody says they're crap, but in Roanoke Airport, we got just a couple options. It's not very good, man. Not very good. But we do have an airport that you can walk in 30 minutes before your flight. That's right. And you don't have to worry and about it. And you're still waiting. And you don't really need TSA pre-check because there's like two people in that line. And you well, just... that's not true. I saw you go through TSA pre-check. And we were flying out last, there in the together, summer together. And you flew right by me. I was yeah. not a fan of that. Yeah, that you, that was like passing the peasants. Yeah, I was like, hey, where's that guy going? Why is he? Why does he get to go by here so fast? Well, guys, thanks for joining <laughs> us today. We're talking about Christianity as a rebellion today, and we're going to start by probably talking about a little hip-hop and a little Kanye West. So I apologize in advance. If you've heard so much about Kanye, we're going to... Kanye fatigue. We're going to give you the unique <laughs> perspective that you've never heard anywhere. Put your Twitter away. You're on the underground today, but uh, here's the mood of the day i saw this tweet from a lady named summer white jaeger or jagger i don't know how she says her name uh, but she said this this is on twitter i'll link to it in the show notes it says today i ate chick-fil-a while listening to kanye while texting someone related to doug wilson after reading an article by ksp that's karen swallow prior i believe while i homeschooled my kids at the park wearing an end abortion now t-shirt this is a true story good day Jesse, I'm discouraged, brother. I'm wait, just, wait, why are you discouraged? I'm discouraged by the craziness. I, I don't think we were all meant to hear from 
everyone all the time uh, I on got everything. I got you. And I'm not like you off social media right now. And See, so you, that, that's your problem. That's why you're discouraged. I'm ready to be persuaded next week when we talk about how to apply deep work and digital minimalism because I'm about done. Man, that's going to be fun. Except I, that, that yeah. tweet was really funny to start our podcast with and I found it on Twitter. <laughs> there, there are so many inputs in that tweet though, aren't there? Yeah, there's so many inputs. The Chick-fil-A stuff, the Kanye stuff. I was also thinking that could just as easily be me or my wife like even all those particular things yeah that is kind of could be your world couldn't it uh, it, it could be that's right uh, ksp is a friend doug wilson i got yeah there's you know there's always something that you could talk about with what he's putting out <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then there and then of course there's chick-fil-a where um well they make excellent chicken sandwiches. Yeah, my better dog, than Popeyes. I don't care what you but, say. Reed. Both my Popeyes is pretty good. I had one. It's yet. pretty good. I grew I up going to Popeyes. The the chicken sandwich is new. You can't well, claim I'm not growing saying, up. No, 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 no. All I'm saying, I, all I'm saying is, I like Popeyes. I haven't even had the Popeyes chicken sandwich. So what am I talking about? I had, I had it yesterday when I got first there. time. Uh, no, I've had three of them. I've never <laughs> had. I, I need to get one. There's none near us, but whenever I'm I just assume Chick Fil A is better. Um, they're different. Let's say that it's not wrong. That's, it's just different. Well, that's just kind of like weak. No, it's not weak. They're both good. Uh, Popeyes They're that has different. The, yeah, the Popeyes has the crunchy, battery, kind of chickeny, Ooh, fried chickeny I'm thing. Like they that. both have pickles. They both have good bread. Mm. It, and it has kind of a spicy aioli. That's a fancy name for mayonnaise. Um, that's pretty mm. good as well. But hey, we're not talking about Popeyes. We're not talking about Chick-fil-A. Kanye. We're not talking about Chick-fil-A and FCA, of which my two daughters are, are, are officers in the high school, by the way. FCA, Fellowship Christian Athlete, not a non-bigoted organization. We're that fans. I love. We're fans. We're talking about true revolutions. That's right. And rebellions. And so, obviously, uh, Jesus is King by Kanye West got dropped, and there was all manner of stuff happening in the world about this. Obviously, been on major media outlets, interviewed. You listened to the whole Zane interview on, on Beats 1, I Apple did. Music Radio. I did, yeah. James yeah. James Corden have yeah watch that too on the on airplane the, on the airplane right? the uh, <laughs> I did just also watch the Joel Osteen America's pastor Joel Osteen <laughs> had, had Kanye prison revivals uh, revivals going ongoing um, lots of opinion from like hip cool Christians saying oh y'all ain't never listened to no Kanye now y'all listening to him y'all weak that kind of stuff and then there's all this mess about like uh, making fun of like like white Baptist pastors listening to Kanye. Kanye West. I will. Okay. So to be fair, as a white Baptist <laughs> pastor, it's, it, we're easy targets. Yeah. Like, yeah. uh, I've, I was just in this big, very Baptist world kind of thing Convention. with, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and there were like, you know, we were talking the guy up front with the microphone is, is dropping Kanye references from the new <laughs> oh, album. Gosh. And I'm looking, and, and to be fair, I'm looking at him thinking, this dude ain't never listened Probably to Probably you've never listened to Kanye until last week, but... Yeah, so, man... We're it, easy targets. It, it is, and, like, it's like... I, you know, Kanye loves to be talked about, so he's he's right in the same how seat. Do you, how do you know? He's... How do you know? How, I'm sorry. How, how, can, how can you tell? What did he call it? He's going to rename himself Genius Christian Billionaire Kanye West. Oh, man. Well, hey, but, but in all sobriety, right, for a second, let's stop yeah. and say, like, hip-hop, right, as an art. Now, I'm not going to get back too far into the 80s, I am old enough to do that. I was playing some um some some eighties hip hop for my daughter coming from Apple Music coming home from a trip to some college a couple weeks ago. And so I'm not gonna get too yeah. far into that. Yeah, but not going, yeah. Not going into public enemy. <laughs> yeah. Public enemy number one. I listened to public enemy NWA in my childhood. Now I'm a white dude, 
dude. But but I certainly realized that uh, hip hop and revolutionary speech or uh, fighting power, right, or uh, people that have been oppressed using hip hop as subversive speech, yeah. certainly a huge part of the hip hop tradition. Um, I can't even sing some of these songs I sang in middle school from you know Ch- Chuck D, NWA, Easy E, all those guys. Yeah. Um, but there was, uh, you know, when when NWA says "f the police," you know, they're not just trying to be only bandits. Um, it's certainly, I think, recognizable as kind of speech of saying, "Look, uh, this is where we are as a people," and hey, we're going to speak out now. You know, obviously. You know, lots of people have a problem with that. The black church had a problem with with hip hop as as certain types of speech because it was at odds so much that when the art form of hip hop has been taken up in the last couple of decades by, you know, very, very skilled hip hop artists, the black church had a problem with it at first. Right. So if you listen to some early cross movement, the ambassador, Leclerc, Flame, Shylin, these kind of guys um, early on, the black church wasn't feeling it. Right. Although, you know, maybe your Baptist guy quoting Kanye, he probably, I don't know if he's feeling it or not. He, he probably took him a little bit longer. I would guess. Right. But, but, but like, but unless it was DC talk, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you can't do that to me, man. <laughs> Keep going. I, I derailed us there. Keep, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I grew up. I grew up listening. Hip hop coming out of Franklin, Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I was the same as you, man. I grew up yeah. listening to to Public Enemy and WA. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, you know, the notorious B.I.G. All, all, and then like I had Christian friends that were like, "Oh, you should listen to D.C. Talk. It's just like that." It's <laughs> yeah. like not just like that. <laughs> this so, is not. You guys know this is not just like that, right? right. So, so um, even in the, the 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 more recent movement in Christian hip hop, right? Um, there is a was a speech of theological rigor, passion for the gospel, passion for. Uh, authentic, you know, things and not just, you know, when I'm going to be in the pulpit, it's in black jabos, right? Certain, certain type of kind of jeans, right? Um, wearing Tim's, like being very much enculturated, but yet biblically uh, infiltrated in, in a good way. And so... Um, yeah, you've got with the cross movement, you've got guys who are uh, Dallas Theological Seminary trained, right? right? You've yeah. got Lecrae and and the the whole one one six crew is really staking everything on Romans one sixteen. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Right, it's the power of salvation for those who believe, and which is which has, which is really even like uh, historically connected that verse to the Reformation and the sort of yeah. taking a stand not just right. on um, expression but on the scripture on right. on on the gospel. And then there's been this interesting yo yoing effect where. Um, uh, many types of white churches were very much drawn to that, and a lot of those artists drawn to uh, those, you know, event, white evangelical churches, so to speak. Uh, and then after the election of Donald Trump and some of the um, political back and forth right. that have happened, there's been a, an alienation, even, um, and in, in raging, and, and I would say rightfully so in some circles about uh, the alignment of. Uh, white evangelicalism with certain certain political moves, et cetera. So, but my point is not to get in the midst of any kind of any anybody else's like scrap. It's not my place. Like quite literally, not my place. But I think hip hop speech, right, uh, spoken word, has always been um, 
rebellious in the best way. In other words, there there are things that sometimes uh, require revolution uh, or throwing off of certain things, and uh, hip hop has been uh, certainly part of that speech in in America. Now you can talk about who's fighting for what, rebelling for what, and all that. That's not the point of this. So um, the question I had is: It rebellious for a guy like Kanye West today, two thousand nineteen, to talk trash about money and females? And being the man, is that even seem to anybody as radical? It's not, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I think it's interesting that what is rebellious for our curtain, certain um, current cultural milieu uh, is say, love your wife and kids and biblical Christianity. And, uh, and now Kanye is like this outspoken all of a sudden. Now I, I don't have an opinion if you guys want to debate whether Kanye is a true Christian or not, that's not the point of this podcast. You can talk about that with your friends. Uh, he is testifying to a biblical gospel. Uh, yes, with some Kanye in it still, right? Like, But but how many of us, after we became a Christian, were completely purified yeah, of our former yeah. selves? I wasn't. I'm still not, man. I My, my old man jumps out. Anyway, so I'll leave the conversion, uh, the spiritual realities of Kanye West, even his heart motives before Almighty God. But I will say what he's doing is perceived as very much a, a rebellion against status quo. And he's actually saying as such in his music, right, on Jesus is King, even, right, uh, you know, what have you been hearing from the Christians, right? They'll be the first ones to judge me. So he was expecting church folks to not maybe even like what he's doing. Um, but the world doesn't like it too much either. Now, you're more been tracking with this. Um, I'm not going to call you a Kanye supporter or a fan or anything. But No, I'm a fan. You can call me a fan. <laughs> and you know, you know, uh, I, I, I remember listening to Jesus Walks uh, on the radio the first time. It must have been 2006, whenever it came out. Through the wire, that was like my, that was my song. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so, yeah, I'm a fan. I, I wouldn't say I'm an expert, but... I got opinions. Yeah, and you, and you've listened to the two hour Zane interview. Yeah, you've yeah. One of the to some of yeah. it, what he said at uh, at the uh, America's Pastor Joel. <laughs> sad. Um, yeah, yeah. You're you're tracking with this in a way that not many I've seen on Twitter are kind of actually tracking with. Well, it. I wouldn't know because I'm not on Twitter. That's but, right. Cause uh, you're a wise man. Uh, <laughs> but I will say, like, what you're putting your finger right on what I think is so so interesting and even. Um, challenging and refreshing about what's going on with with Kanye is um, is I, I'm far like you I'm far more interested talking about uh, about some of these uh, rebellion and and even um, uh, revolution kind of ideas with what's happening with him than I am about guessing about the authenticity of his conversion or. Right. Um. Uh. And then I guess we could come around in the end to like, do, yeah. do we want Kanye as a spokesperson for the Christian faith or right. not? Those, I guess, are interesting in some and are ways. Are we even the we that gets to say that in any way? Right. Right. So, right. But so, but the idea of him as um uh, almost like a uh, an important central part of a of a revolution, I think, is not lost on him. So I don't remember which one of which one of the interviews. It may have actually been on stage with Osteen where he talks about, uh, he says closed on Sunday is just as hard as F the police or, or NWA, any NWA album. What he's trying to say, and he goes on to say, uh, what he means by that is, uh, what he's saying in closed on Sunday is, uh, 
there's all of these cultural pressures that are coming in through advertising. They're, com- they're, they're coming in through the media. And so when we shut down for a day to protect our children and our family, it's like an act of cultural revolution. It's like yeah. an act of warfare. It's a resistance. It's a resistance, exactly. Yeah. And so it's this subversive resistance that's happening. So what he's saying is like, this is a battle, basically. Yeah. And, and that's what I think is so interesting about this is, uh, is, is, his, is he seems to get because he's been so in the world, yeah, he seems to get he's like he's been the world. He's for been so the world, many. right? Yeah, so, yeah. so, uh, so I think he gets the the powers of the world in ways that and people he's that have grown to say, up in the church don't get. I'm doing a really like straight up resistance yeah. speech here, yeah, and and without fear, right? I'm just going to do it. And and you, when you hear like when the James Gordon interview on the airplane, which beautiful singing on that. By oh the way, my I mean, the whole airplane was a choir. Um, when, when they asked him what he did at night, he said, I mainly read the Bible. He goes, you just read the Bible. Um, and it was like shocking to him you yeah. know, to hear him say that's what he's doing and shocking to many, I think. But, um, again, whether or not he's a spokesperson for the, the moment or the era, I do think it reminds me of some feelings I, I had at becoming a Christian because look, if you grew up within church world or within Christianity, kind of in a tight way, you know, you thought probably Christianity was the most normal thing. And I have to remind myself that in Western civilization, at least for the last couple thousand years, Christianity has been right, very present. Right. And and I and I forget that sometimes because it hit me so new, so fresh as a 20-year-old, right? Um, didn't grow up with any church tradition. And then all of a sudden, you know, Jesus stepped into my life. In in, in these statements, I would have considered somewhat crazy, right, before being converted, that, that I became alive all of a sudden to God, right? Yeah. And I wanted to tell everybody, man. It was just kind of this fresh radicalism. And I always felt that Christianity was a rebellion. I mean, think about it for me. Um, it, when I became a believer, I was on a college wrestling scholarship studying physics. So my physics classmates like to, you know, practice Eastern Kung Fu techniques and play Dungeons and Dragons uh, and talk about quarks and quantum mechanics, right? And then my college wrestler buddies, right, were trying to whip some butt and, and uh, you know, party and chase women. And for me, I, I thought, is it radical? Is it revolutionary? Is it rebellious to get drunk and naked on a Thursday night, have a fake ID uh, and go to the bar in college? Is that really culturally crazy? It's not. Uh, and what I did feel was a little bit nuts was to say, no, I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to treat women differently, right? Casey, my wife, is the first woman I ever dated as a believer in a very different way that I approached that relationship than to others. And so um, for me, Jesus felt very much like the revolutionary he was in the Bible in the New Testament that the Roman Empire saw him to be, that he was subversive. This idea Jesus was king, right, was very controversial. And some uh, church historian, New Testament scholars say primarily in Rome's mind, why did they kill him? Well, because he was this kind of revolutionary that that they perceived as threatening to the kind of calm piece of Rome. Yeah, Yeah, the status quo, right? And so... I think Jesus always breaks up the status quo, and he uses people to do it. And so now we've exhausted in our culture every sight, every sound, every perversion, uh, every kind of rebellion, right? So that today to say things like this, get your family, get on your knees and pray, 
to say like kind of all of life, it's on God, right? Or to say, Jesus, heal us. Jesus, save us, right? Um, or to say you read the Bible with your family at night is kind of radical. <laughs> what do you yeah, think, yeah, it totally is. And and um, and I think that that that's that's what I get excited about with what's happening is the is the com- I'm excited about the conversations taking the turn towards um, sub you know subverting the the powers of the world in the most gospel. Um, in the most gospel ways, right? So like, so Kanye, Kanye is kind of wild because he'll say things like he's the greatest artist that great God, ever, that God made. ever made living or, or dead, you know, he, he'll, um, but I think, I think for him, some of that stuff I think is more tongue in cheek than, uh, than shock, shock speech. It's, kind it of is. Thing. And in some, in some ways I think he's doing it in order to be subversive because he's trying to point out, uh, and I think I've, I've watched enough interviews to sort of pick up on this, that he's trying to point out that, um, that, that God has, is taking him and putting him in this place where, uh, where he's, uh, he's subverting the powers of the world using the weapons of the world or, where he was shaped by the form by the world into right, this great artist. Right. And now he's, 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 he's putting the all at the service of the King. That's right. That's which right. by the way is what gets me the most, um, uh, uh, I don't know if excited is the right word, but but interested in, interested in in his some of his speech and his his songs is um, when I first heard about his conversion and he was coming out with an album. Mm. Uh, there's that kind of like, well, we'll see. Let's you know, but he's talking about Jesus as King, right? Yeah. He's th- this is this is all kingdom language he's talking about like and for you jesse fury you've said on this podcast the the essence of the gospel is jesus the messiah the messiah king, the king man. has come he's, he's coming he's coming again, again. that's exactly yeah. right so 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 this isn't just um jesus has come and given me uh more meaning to my life yeah yeah uh, this is like a complete change of allegiance right and then he goes into osteen's church to and a buddy about of, repentance yeah a buddy yeah. of mine said, said that repentance is said more than three minutes by kanye west maybe than from the pulpit there yeah i don't want to troll joel but joel no, does, joel does say he says wow you said more than that he he plays a clip from uh it's uh from god is and then uh and then says well, Kanye, you said more in that thirty seconds than I say in a thirty-minute sermon, <laughs> and I was I was kind of nodding along. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag ironic. Um, but yeah, yeah, he's using language like repent. He's talking about uh, like this. This is all about idolatry. So he's talking about uh, he's e- even using himself and his addiction to to uh, sex, pornography, fame, glory, glory, money. and yeah. and he's he's naming them as idols. Yeah, and that that is that's. That's Christian language. And That's, it's theologically uh, some more in-depth than much Christian language that goes on in America. Yeah, it's not just moralistic therapeutic deism That's of, right. you know, God makes me feel better. I, I'm a yeah. better person now. Yeah, it makes, makes me happy to be religious or whatever. Yeah. Now, look, guys, we're, we're going to be very clear. Uh, we, we don't know. You know, this could be a two-year phase for Kanye. It could be eternal uh, till you know till he's resurrected with Jesus. We don't know, and quite quite frankly, that's his business, that's his pastor's yeah. business, yeah. it's God's business. Um, we're not even saying he is the kind of voice of a generation to proclaim the good news. But what we are saying is that when he's coming out strong like that, it is subversive, it is rebellious against the status quo, and that is not far from the way of Jesus. 
Jesus himself. Now, look, if uh, if Kanye, uh, we're, we're, I'm reminded, Jesse, of this um, quote by A.W. Tozer. I don't have it written down in front of me, but it, it never left me. I think it's in the pursuit of man. Um, I'll pull it up and put it in the show notes for you guys. But, but basically, it's a warning to the church that has this tendency in America to, to, to I think he says, to take the latest statesman or celebrity or athlete that's converted and run them to the front of the line uh, as if the reputation of the Prince of Glory hangs upon a man that will surely die. Mm. That is a right warning. Uh, I used to work with Athletes in Action, and we used to take Virginia Tech football players who were on TV out to speak to places. And that warning never left me because we made sure to say, this isn't about me. This isn't about us. And we hope whoever is pastoring and encouraging Kanye West would continue to inculcate that message into him, even as he speaks out loud and bold in the ways he's doing so far. But we're not trying to hang the reputation of Jesus on Kanye West. Or on any man. Or on Jesse or me or any person, right? But the unique Son of God who is the preeminent revolutionary against That's right. the prince of the power of the air, the powers of darkness, this present age where he's bringing in a new age of light and love and revolution and resurrection. Now, one of my favorite authors, um, Jesse, is G.K. Chesterton, who about 100 years ago, I guess, was writing uh, extensively. He's a British journalist, uh, Roman Catholic, I think, till the day he died. Uh, but he wrote big, a big influence on C.S. Lewis, huge influence on C.S. Lewis, wonderful, you know, creative, non, uh, creative fiction writer as well as nonfiction writer, engaging kind of secular thought in his day in Europe, which he, he kind of was even prophetic in predicting kind of the collapse of European yeah. civilization that came with the First and Second World War and left Europe in its kind of postmodern bog. He was certainly sounding the alarm bells about that. And I, he, I actually just read his book, uh, The Man Who Was Thursday. Thursday, yeah, yeah, yeah. That book is insane. You should read it sometime. I if you haven't, I have oh, okay. not read okay. that book. I have It's wild. Um, my daughter has gotten really into the Father Brown okay. stuff, yeah. and, and that's actually on on uh, one of the streaming services. Yeah, yeah they have a TV the show. Old, based the on. old, the old good service before yeah. Disney <laughs> came right. along. That's right. We dropped. We dropped <laughs> Netflix. Um, but in his book Orthodoxy, which was a response because he he was you know, debating the the folks that he called heretics of the day or the skeptics or the, the, the atheistic thinkers in, in, in Europe. Um, and they challenged him to write down what he actually believed or his positive philosophy. And he wrote a book called Orthodoxy, I believe in 1908 was the publication date of that original thing. And so he has a chapter, a couple chapters that I just love. The, the two chapters, The Eternal Revolution is one chapter, and the other one's called The Flag of the World. And there's going to be two quotes I want to just read for us out of each, each of those chapters. First, out of the chapter called The Eternal Revolution. And he uses the term orthodox. He's not talking about Eastern Orthodox or Greek Orthodox. Or, uh, or something goes back like that. But he's talking about uh, kind of what C.S. Lewis called mere Christianity or kind of congruent historic biblical Christianity. So he says this, To the Orthodox, there must always be a case for revolution. For in the hearts of men, God has put under the feet of Satan. In the upper world, hell once rebelled against heaven. But in this world, heaven is rebelling against mm. hell. For the Orthodox, there can always be a revolution, for a revolution is a restoration. At any instant, you may strike a blow for the perfection which no man has seen since Adam. That's what we're involved with, right? Mm. We are constantly called to revolution. 
In this world, heaven is rebelling against hell. That's so good. Yeah, I want my kids to think that way about themselves, right? And 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 later on in the book, he he talks about uh, again this kind of spirit of our purpose of revolution and, and the restoration, which is when the kingdom comes, Jesus will restore all things, right? This is in the chapter called "The Flag of the World." He says this. I know this feeling fills our epoch, our time. I think it freezes our epoch. For our titanic purposes of faith and revolution, what we need is not the cold acceptance of the world as a compromise, but some way which we can heartily hate and heartily love it. We do not want joy and anger to neutralize each other and produce a surely contentment. We want a fiercer delight and a fiercer discontent. Mm. We have to feel the universe as at once an ogre's castle to be stormed, yet also our own cottage to which we return at evening. No one doubts that an ordinary man can get on with the world. What we demand is not strength enough to get on with it, but strength enough to get it on. Can he hate it enough to change it, yet love it enough to think it worth changing? Can he look up at the colossal good without once feeling acquiescence? Can he look up at its colossal evil without once feeling despair? Can he, in short, be at once not only a pessimist, the world's bad, y'all, but an optimist, but a fanatical pessimist and a fanatical optimist? Is he pagan enough to die for the world, yet enough of a Christian to die to it. In this combination, I maintain, it is the rational optimist who fails and the irrational optimist who succeeds. He is ready to smash the whole universe for the sake of itself. Now, man, it makes you ready to go, right? That this world is this mingled reality of deep darkness and beautiful light It is, as Chesterton said, a broken, shipwrecked world, yet Jesus is restoring it and breaking in with new light, new love all the time, mainly by converting people and adding them to his kingdom and sending them as revolutionaries in this present world, full of its darkness, full of its goodness, in order to proclaim Jesus as king. Now, what does that revolution look like, right? Does it look like grab your guns and shoot people? Or does it look like, well, Jesus told his followers, put down the sword. He didn't come to do it that way, right? That's right. He came with a different flow. A That's di- right. A different feel. Man, I, lo- that ch- I use that Chesterton line right there in the middle, the uh, the ogre's castle to storm and, and cottage to come home to at night. Yeah, that's so good, and 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 that's right, isn't it? Yeah, God has placed us in this world, yeah, for the sake of revolutionary purposes to transform the world, not by hating them, blowing up people, viewing human beings right that have been taken captive by the enemy. I recently uh, uh, preached on the on the betrayal of Jesus. You know, Judas yeah. comes with this whole armed guard of Rome. It, it's this climactic moment of of the co- co- collision of. Uh, of two earthly kingdoms with the kingdom of heaven, with the kingdom yeah. of God, where you have you have Jesus, God in the flesh, the God man coming uh, to start something, right? Like, and then you've got the Jewish leaders who think that he's maybe he's coming to uh, overthrow the Romans and 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 and, yeah. uh, and restore our fortunes and give us the land, and then the Romans who are like, is this a threat? Is this guy coming to? try to do the very thing because right. we're boot stomping the whole world right that's now. right yeah. and and uh in the one place where you can see the the romans and the and the uh and the and the jews 
like united is coming to arrest Jesus, right? You've got the the temple guards, yeah. You've got the uh, the armed forces of the Roman army who who are in town because it's Passover and there's you know they're trying to make sure there's no rebellions, there's no revolutions, and uh, and then Judas comes up right and he kisses Jesus, and uh, which I actually recently heard someone say. Uh, they thought that Judas was trying to press Jesus, force his hand because of the psalm, kiss the, kiss the, son, kiss the son, lest he be angry and, and destroy you, yeah. that there's this almost uh, messianic, like, I know I did something bad, but Jesus, now's your chance, crush the Romans, Yeah, you know, uh, which is interesting to think about. But, uh, but then in that moment, right, uh, Peter gets the sword out. Right. And, and he begins to, to battle in Wounds the, a guy. Yeah, in the way of the world. And yeah. Jesus... Uh, stops him, tells him to put the swords away. Brings healing. Brings healing. Uh, the way I described it is the world fights with their fists closed, their hands closed, and and and, the, and Jesus, he fights with his hands open to yeah. pray, to bless, right, not to, to heal, not to slap people. He, yeah, not he, not the hand open slap. No, <laughs> <laughs> although it does less damage than the yeah, fist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the new the New Testament presents this community of revolution a manifestation of the kingdom as living quiet lives amongst, very present with the Gentiles, us doing something, stopping to steal and do something useful with your hands so you'll have something to share with others, loving wives and husbands and loving kids and families, uh, sharing about Jesus with the world around us. He commissioned us to do that in all the Gospels, right, to share our resources, to bring them, to provide Mm for others to be willing to share what we have, to love our enemies, right? Pray for those who persecute you from the Sermon on the Mount, or as the Apostle Paul said in Romans 12, overcome evil with good. And I think that's the kind of revolution that certainly Chesterton had in his mind when he wrote his prose. But let me read you the inspired text of Romans 12 as we wrap up today. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own eyes. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends upon you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals upon his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. That's what our revolution looks like, Jesse. Amen, amen. And, and um, you know, in light of these passages uh if i could we if i could just say uh my posture towards a guy like kanye is you know he says in his in his uh part of the lyrics of the song hands on is he's really asking for prayer right yeah and so i think we pray for for guys like that right yeah. so um so i think like le- like legitimately i'm praying for him yeah i have been still still will uh i think we ought to um, and not just for, obviously not just for him. He he's he's not the only guy I pray for. That's right. That's uh, right. And then and then um, and then I think our caution with it, it should be more about uh, about um ha- using the world's weapons uh, as if that's a good thing. You know, yeah. as if uh, using the world's weapons to accomplish God's 
goal, it makes it worth. I don't think we want to do that. Right. Right. And then, and then, and then, uh, any, I kind of, any, any, um, you know, I think he's he's like the woman at the well in John four. We should celebrate the fact that he's going around telling. Can this? Let me tell. You, let me introduce you to Jesus. That's right. That's right. Um, but but we but we don't we don't need spokespeople. We have Jesus. Right. And so uh, anyway, that's kind of where I'm where I'm at. You can just be who you are and yeah. be a revolutionary for the kingdom of heaven. And we certainly pray for Kanye everywhere. We pray for the unknown people throughout the world serving yeah. in obscurity. We pray for those persecuted who can't yeah. say the name publicly of Jesus, but are faithfully wanting to spread the good news and the gospel of the kingdom in the King who died for sinners like us and, and raised from the dead Amen. for sinners like us and leads us now today and forever in an underground. And we can do it listening to Kanye's new album. <laughs> Listen to it, friends. We are part of the gospel underground worldwide, hopefully. And this podcast is a joint production of Power of Change in the Bonhoeffer House. Whoop. Review us on iTunes. We have lots of five stars. Five we stars, need more. Baby. Right? Send your comments, feedback, and or questions you might have. Don't send your, us your opinions on Kanye. We, we can read all the opinions <laughs> that exist already. It's been done. No, seriously, if you want to hit us up, info at gospelunderground.org. Whatever you want to send us, we are a dialogue taking place in the borderlands between the church and culture, many times in weird ways, but we hope you see you out there. Peace. Peace.